You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. And we are back from a break. I just explained to you, and mark that down, mark that down, it'll be episode five, segment one, after the first commercial break, that is a clip that you should take and share with people, because I just explained to you the architecture of the fourth industrial era wet dream, okay, as Klaus Schwab would say, Zifas industrial revolution. And so right now, I'm going to show you something. We're going to go a little out of order because over the commercial break, I said, you know, just in case, just in case you think what I just told you was crazy or what Elon Musk says is just marketing and just BS, I want to introduce you to a man named Dennis Bushnell. He is a 40-year chief scientist at NASA. This clip is from 2018, four years ago, 2018, where Bushnell was speaking in front of a group called FIRE. It's Future in Review. And one of my other bones to, excuse me, I hit my microphone. One of my other bones to pick, as you may have noticed episodes one through three, is with these people that claim to be futurists and they're touted as these great prophets like Yuval Noah Harari or Ray Kurzweil. They are not futurists. They are the engineers and architects of the actual technocracy. And so when they say, artificial intelligence is coming three years from now, and then they sit in the lab with their buddies over at Google or over at any of these other technocratic front companies, and they develop said technology, and then it comes out a year or two later, they are not a prophet, they are not a futurist, they are the engineer and architect who put the software and the technology together. So let me show you Dennis Bushnell, because this is coming from a high-level NASA official. Now, the gentleman introducing him in this clip is the chairman of FIRE the Future in Review organization. And the reason why I'm going to let him play is because he reads Dennis Bushnell's bio. I do not feel like reading Dennis Bushnell's bio, so I am going to let him do it because he does a pretty good job and it will show you all of the credentials that Bushnell has. Now, you may believe that Bushnell is a kook or he's just some government welfare queen like the rest of these people, which is true, but he has influence, he has power, he has all the money in the world to develop said technologies. That is why it is important to listen to them, because we can't sit here, as I told you with the situation in Boca Chica, Texas with Elon Musk, and I will be going to Texas in a few months, hopefully to go down there and film a mini documentary or multiple episodes with interviews with people who have been threatened by Musk and have firsthand knowledge of what's going on down there. 
But you can't discount these people when they tell you what they're doing and what's coming because they are the ones building it. On behalf of the government, they are building it. It is real. You cannot pretend it does not exist. Do I wish it would go away? Yes. I was the last generation. I'm 41 years old. I was the last generation that grew up without an iPhone in my pocket. Okay, when I went to college in 1999, I bought a flip phone. I did not have a smartphone until the first iteration of the Apple iPhone, and I bought that because I was in graphic and web design, and I thought it was cool. They got me with the adoption campaign. Steve Jobs sucked me into the world of Apple. But if I could go back, I would say we could do without the Internet. People say social media is damaging society. It's Internet that has destroyed humanity. So, am I a technophobe? Do I want all technology gone? We will address that in future episodes. I believe it's very difficult to create a balance between natural life and technology. I actually don't believe the two can coexist, but I will explain that in detail and in depth in future episodes. Right now, let's go to this clip of Dennis Bushnell. First, the chairman of FIRE, the Future in Review chairman, is going to introduce Dennis. And then what I did is I took an hour and a half speech and question and answer segment. I cut it down to only a few minutes because there's a couple of key points. So I'm probably not going to pause in between those. I'm going to just let them play. And then uh, eventually I will do a full analysis of the entire speech. But right now, let's just focus on the part about brain chips. Here we go. Dennis Bushnell. I've had the benefit of knowing Dennis Bushnell by email for a while now. And it's been a real pleasure. And as you all know, I know all of you by email, too. And email is a pretty interesting way to know somebody, it turns out. And uh, it's particularly interesting when you got somebody who's a brainiac. And so I would, I would say something by email like, what do you think of that? And then about 20 minutes later, I'd get this 40-page document back from Dennis all about everything that's ever been thought about that with 10 pages of, of documentation behind it. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. And I'm really, really pleased that he's with us this evening to share his thoughts with us. Uh, now, I often do this, and I'm going to do it again tonight. Uh, Dennis is an overachiever. I'll just put it that way. And let me just add before the chairman um, introduces Bushnell, um, the FIRE conference, the Future in Review conference, is an annual conference focused on the intersection of technology, economics, and geopolitics. And each year, they meet to discuss the role of technology in solving the world's most pressing issues. For panel discussions among global leaders, to pitches from cutting-edge startups, workshops on skills, and built-in networking opportunities, they've been bringing the FIRE tribe together for 18 years to problem-solve innovate and act as a cohesive group and there's all types of business people technologists futurists influencers and such that go to this conference elon musk has been featured there and they talk about technology and they talk about all of the technology that they're building developing and getting ready to deploy and then 
some of these people, like the futurists, can go out and they seem like they're geniuses, or some of these futurists work for corporations and they help formulate business strategy and product development. So they're not really predicting the future again. They're just meeting and discussing technology and how they're going to build it. And then they get to go out in the world and actually build it. And there's no way, when I start reading this to you, which I apologize for in advance, you'll understand why I'm reading it instead of trying to paraphrase it. So as you already know, he is chief scientist at NASA, Langley. As chief scientist, Dennis is responsible for technical oversight and advanced program formulation with an emphasis on atmospheric sciences and structures, materials, acoustics, flight electronics, control software, instruments, aerodynamics, aerothermodynamics, hypersonic air breathing propulsion, computational sciences, and systems optimization for aeronautics, spacecraft, and success. That's the first paragraph. Dennis is a member of the National Academy of Engineering, a fellow of ASME, AIAA, and the Royal Aeronautical Society, and a member of the TechCast panel, a group of international experts engaged in technology forecasting. He has served as reviewer and editor for 40 journals and organizations and has made seminal contributions in the area of biofuels, biomass as petroleum replacements sourced from wastelands and saline wastewater via halophytes and algae. You getting all that? You see all that? This guy is highly qualified and highly capable of building the fourth industrial revolution technologies. Dennis developed the riblet approach to turbulent drag reduction, high-speed quiet tunnels for flight, applicable boundary layer transition research, advanced computational approaches for laminar flow control, regenerative arrow braking for Martian entry, electron beam freeform fabrication, and advanced hypervelocity air breathing and aeronautical concepts with revolutionary performance potential. <laughs> That's what I said to Dennis just now. <laughs> now. You'll see these people are laughing. These are insiders. They're very much into the future. They're very much into technology. Uh, he has contributed to national programs including Sprint, HSCT, SST, Fast Ship, Gemini, Apollo, Ram, Viking, X-15, F-18EF, patent holder for the fix to the wing drop problem, shuttle, NASP, submarine, torpedo technology, America's Cup racers, Navy railgun, maglev trains, and planetary exploration. Dennis originated and organizes a yearly workshop for the U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command TRADOC on future technology warfare, out of which has grown the Army Red franchise, the preferred national security future operating environment utilized by the U.S. Army, Navy, and Joint Forces Command. You see that? So this guy is even involved with training the military. Obviously a slacker. <laughs> Dennis, please come up. <laughs> okay, here comes the mutant himself, Dennis Bushnell. Now, again, you're going to see, I, I chopped this up into segments. So you're going to see a couple of different types of technology that he's talking about. And we're going to lead up to him talking about brain chips. And it's very important because the technology that he's discussing, uh, particularly metaverse, uh, living in this sort of televirtual world, and then the brain chips, is all in line with what Ray Kurzweil and Elon Musk and Yuval Harari and others are developing and, and, and praising. And you will see Bushnell even credit Ray Kurzweil and credit Elon Musk. He's a fan of these two. And in future episodes, we will break that down even further 
and show the connections between uh, this man and Musk. Obviously, the big one is Musk is a huge uh, partner of NASA now. Dennis Bushnell is the chief scientist at NASA. As you can see, we are not only shooting rockets to Mars like Elon Musk wants to do, we are going to shoot a brain chip into the back of your skull. But first, I am going to take a break. My name is Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we are back. We are in the middle of a video featuring Dennis Bushnell, 40-year chief scientist at NASA. And if you missed the last segment, you're going to want to go back and listen to the introduction to Dennis Bushnell by the chairman of FIRE, the Future in Review organization. But right now, let's get into the technology that Dennis Bushnell discusses. Here we go, Dennis Bushnell in his own words. Dennis has access, as I mentioned in the agenda, to an incredible array of opportunities and technologies uh, from the bottom of the ocean throughout outer space. And this evening, he's going to share with us uh, ideas of some of the largest problems that we face and some of the solutions we might find there. Thank you. Okay, boss. Uh, good evening. And for those of you in the audio-only audience, Dennis Bushnell standing at a big podium, and he looks like Kermit the Frog if Kermit the Frog lived through nuclear fallout. That's basically what he looks like. As Mike Moore of the Thomas Paine podcast called him a lemur. And that is very, very accurate. Among other activities for NASA, the National Security Apparatus writ large, and the academies, I work, where is it all going? Major text issues and opportunities. So we're going to start off with a Cook's tour of some text. Then briefly, the societal issues and then I'm going to describe four greater than a trillion dollar a year new business opportunities going forward to address the major societal issues and then some. Okay, and again, what I did is I cut up some clips. So this is the beginning of the speech. I wanted you to see what his speech was going to be about. And again, I will eventually analyze the entire speech as an episode but that's not all important right now because we're focusing on brain chips, where they come from, who's behind them, uh, who invests in them. So he's going to go into a couple pieces of technology that I pulled out that I believe are very important and relevant to what we're discussing today. So let's do text first. Uh, the poster child coming out of the IT bio nano quantum energetics tech revolution is, of course, uh, AI, robotics, and autonomy. The computers got big enough around 12, enough data so that we could do neural nets seriously and increasing number of niche areas, as you all know, uh, many at or better than human. 
Then there's, because of the success of the IBM Blue Brain Project, which some of you may remember, there's now human brain projects here in Europe, China, at a billions plus dollars a year to nanosection a neocortex and replicate it in silicon. Okay, you hear what he just said? He was talking about artificial intelligence. And again, this is very similar to Klaus Schwab's book from 2016, The Force Industrial Revolution. Okay, which I told you in episode maybe four that that was a progress report. It's an annual report. It's a state of the union, a state of the company, basically a state of the technocracy in which he's delivering this information to the key stakeholders, the key players, the oligarchs, the CEOs, the trade union bosses, the uh, association heads, uh, company executives, chairmen, stockholders, and such. That is what Bushnell's doing here. He's giving you an update on the technology He's giving his audience an update on the technology. A lot of these people are futurists who are frauds, and then they go out into their influencer roles, and they talk about the future is coming, this is the technology that's coming, and then they get to look like prophets, but really what they're doing is pushing the adoption of this technology, making it seem hip and making it seem cool, as Elon Musk does. Then he just talked about creating the AI hive mind neocortex built in silicon, which I told you was going to be the third layer of the brain. And you're going to see Elon Musk explain that in his own words later. Let's get back to the video. For human level brain replicants in about five to 10 years, people are now projected. Uh, and uh, Ray Kurzweil projected all that around 2000. See, he gives credit to Ray Kurzweil for projecting and he projected nothing. He was involved in the development of it. So all he did was project when he thought his own project was going to be completed. And there's teletravel with five senses virtual reality, which is now commercially available. And so therefore, you can do anything you want virtually. It's all in our heads. The rest of this is just to keep the head going, okay? And uh, you can walk down a tropical beach anytime you want. You can feel the sand, feel the wind, okay? You can do this at any time you want, with anyone you want, be anyone you want, and do anything you want. It's all in our heads. Okay, what he just explained was the metaverse. Again, this video is from 2018. The term metaverse didn't really exist. They didn't create that branding until later. But he's talking about five senses teletravel in which you can walk down a beach, you can do anything you want with anyone you want, you can be anyone you want. And we're going to watch a Ray Kurzweil video in which he talks about 10 years ago, he started to promote the concept of the augmented reality, virtual reality metaverse in which he went into this metaverse world and played a teenage female rock star. So what Bushnell is telling you is that the technology exists. And as he said, the important part is that it all exists in your head. And your head, your brain is the important part. The rest of the body, he points to his body, is there just to support the brain. But remember, they want to connect your brain to this hive mind and then eventually upload your consciousness. And then you can put your consciousness into any other body, whether that be biological, natural, or a body created from nanorobots. This is serious. This guy is the chief scientist at NASA. This isn't your crazy, drunken uncle 
who lived through Vietnam and suffers from PTSD and uh, side effects of Agent Orange. This man is powerful, he's influential, and he looks and sounds like Kermit the Frog, very similar to a Bill Gates type, you see? We can go into the metaverse. It'll be fantastic. Yes, you can put on a VR headset and be anyone you want. If I don't want to be Kermit the Frog, I can be Miss Piggy. That's basically who these people are. Telesocialization. The kids in the kindergarten are now texting people across the playground. Instead of going and physically interacting with them, some people hate this, but this is just the human evolution of the humans. This is what we are evolving to. Okay, you see what he said? He was praising the fact that children now carry around smartphones and they text each other at the playground or dinner or in restaurants. I've seen it firsthand, as I guarantee all of you have. If you let your kid have a smartphone or a tablet, you probably see it every day. But he's praising it. And as you see, he used the key tagline there, the human evolution of humans. Musk talks about that. Yuval Harari talks about that. And what they're really pushing there is this concept that we humans are so powerful that we are going to take away natural life, biology, evolution itself from whatever our natural creator was or is they are going to harness it. They are going to control it. So now humans will control evolution of humans. And many of them actually speak about how the true, the creator, the natural creator, natural evolution was too slow. Therefore, they are going to harness it. It's like a lot of these uh, orthodox religious organizations that want end times to come faster during their natural life. So they go out there and try to provoke end times. That's the same thing these guys are doing, is they're sick of waiting for evolution to take its natural course. They believe that humans could engineer evolution and engineer the direction in which we are going. And we are space-hardening humans with uh, bio-countermeasures for radiation. We are currently extending human life at 0.3 years per year. We've been doing that for a while now. We have another year, you know, the point three years to live statistically. Stanford medical people and others, with all of the CRISPR stuff, all of the bio business that's going on, they say 10, 15 years, we should be extending human life at one year per year, which is a fairly interesting number. Okay, so he talks about CRISPR. It's CRISPR-Cas9, which is Genetic Modification Program. And I have a geneticist that hopefully is going to come on the show. We're going to talk about that because he's kind of an expert in that area. And he knows all about uh, this Chinese scientist who's actually engineered the first non-human human life forms. And so what Bushnell's talking about is uh, genetically modifying humans to be able to go into space or go out on the battlefield. And he's praising uh, that technology. Again, guys, this has to do with... When, when he just talked about life extension is what Ray Kurzweil talks about. He has to get to a certain step in which his life will be extended long enough to make it to the next phase, which is to get the nanobots and then upload his consciousness into the cloud. See, all of these guys are connected. They're all working off of the same 
game plan. They all support the technocracy. They're all about reaching this fourth industrial revolution immortality. But see, this is the other problem. They are also the same people who talk about climate change, pollution, and overpopulation. So if they're bragging about the ability to extend life by 0.3 years for every year you live, and then eventually one year for every year you live, and then eventually immortality, why would they do that for all 7.6 billion people on the planet Earth if they're afraid of overpopulation and food shortages and such? They don't want us to live forever. I know Dennis Bushnell does not love me or Elon Musk does not love me. They don't wake up to serve me. They are not worried about my health. So why would they want us to live forever? So either they're building this technology solely for themselves or what they're claiming the technology is going to do is not actually going to be for that purpose. Or again, they're going to get that super program and we're going to get the slave program. Uh, those of you that are not yet taking NAD plus, NAD plus, you really ought to think about doing that. Uh, this doesn't delay aging, it reverses it, and it works. See, now he's pushing sort of, again, vitamins, minerals, things are not bad, but he's doing the same thing Ray Kurzweil does. He's telling that to his audience, not to you and me, that they should be taking certain supplements to reverse their aging. And again, he's talking to a group of futurists who are going to go out on their YouTube channels, go out into the arenas in which they speak, and they're going to be uh, pushing this stuff onto other people and promoting the concept of immortality, the concept that technology in this new era is going to be good for humanity. Humans are now becoming cyborgs. We have cochlear implants to hear, artificial retinas to see, Artificial hearts to live, artificial limbs to move, artificial organs to functions, and brain chips. There's a couple hundred thousand people wandering around with brain chips now to fix congenitally defective brains and increasingly to fix memory and other things. DARPA's working on brain chips for super soldiers. And people are now working thanks to uh, Musk and other people funding uh, direct machine brain communications the, the, it's not us versus them, us versus the machines, we're merging. And this is the human evolution of the humans. There is no more natural evolution of anything. People are convinced that the human evolution of everything is 10 million times faster than any natural evolution. And so this is just part of the human evolution of the humans, which will apply in a little bit when I talk about something else. Okay, let, let's really break down what he said there because it's all very important and he covered a lot. Number one, he said that humans are basically cyborgs to begin with. You will see Elon Musk discuss this. And what he is referring to is that our smartphone, our computers, our tablets are an extension of us and they claim that it makes us smarter, therefore we are cyborgs already. Remember, this is 2018, he is the chief scientist at NASA, and he said that he has brain chips in a couple hundred thousand people in 2018. Then he goes on to praise Elon Musk for Neuralink and for pushing this technology forward, and then he goes on to repeat that human evolution 
in a biological sense, in a natural sense, is dead. This is the human evolution of humans, and this concept of natural biological evolution is over. Remember what Yuval Noah Harari, the prophet of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the king philosopher to Klaus Schwab and others said? He said, free will is gone. This idea that you have a soul is over. You have no spirit. You must get used to the fact that you are a hackable animal. And you see Bushnell saying, human evolution, human evolution is over. This is the human evolution of humans. Biological evolution is gone. You have no free will. You have no soul. You have no spirit. You are a hackable animal. Human evolution in a biological sense is done. It's over. These guys are mad scientists. But again, they are super powerful and super influential. When we get back from this break, I am going to show you a NASA document written by Dennis Bushnell explaining brain chips and then another article because Bushnell brought it up that the government is building super soldiers. Well, that is all very real and you need to know exactly what they're doing. I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard and I will be right back. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 